bottom, hock tock bottom, boo boo boo, hock tock bottom, hock tock bottom, boo boo boo, hock tock bottom. Welcome everyone to uh, the movies that move us. This is a special mini episode, um, a series that we will begin doing called Hock Talk. Uh, or as my son sings it in the theme, Hock Talk Bottom. Hock Talk Bottom. <laughs> Where we talk about Ethan Hawk and the movies that he's in, that we love. And just our love of him. That's where we first connected of our movies was over Ethan Hawk movies. Ethan Hawk, if you ever hear this, we want you to know that we love you. Mm-hmm. And we would love to have you on an episode because you're most likely going to keep doing movies and we'll keep doing Hawk Talk. Please keep doing movies. Anyways, let's get right into it. This week we are doing Daybreakers. And the whole concept of this mini episode and Hawk Talk is just to purely talk about Ethan Hawk in these movies. If you want a full review, go somewhere else. We're talking about Ethan Hawke. Right. Um, we might just do, in the very beginning, uh, let's jump right into like a brief summary of this movie. The concept of this movie is that the world has had a pandemic. Guess what? So did we. I, I loved watching that because of that, because we could relate to that. But the pandemic is different. Everyone is a vampire, and they're running out of blood supply. Um, As more people get turned into vampires, there's less people for vampires to suck blood from. You can't suck, you know, vampire blood. As a vampire, it has to be human blood. And so as as the world becomes greater and greater in a, a population of vampires, hardly anybody left, right? Yes, and Ethan Hawke is a hep- uh, hematologist. hematologist, blood expert, trying to find a substitute, of course. Um, but in the end, he is tired of drinking blood himself. And then he stumbles across humans that he helps. And when they realize they could trust a vampire, they look to him um, and... They said they found a cure, so they try to help teach him how to make the cure. And his goal is to go back and show the cure. Right, to they, cure people of vampirism so that they won't need blood anymore. But they don't want it. Sam Neill is his boss. Corporate capitalism, greed. They want to just use the substitute until they can breed more humans and... People will pay extra for the good stuff. Um, so I think the other thing is that they they want uh, they like the the aspect of immortality as, as being a vampire. That Sam Neill had some like incurable disease, and mm-hmm. he was able to when he became a vampire, boom, that that disappears. Being able to like be with your loved ones forever, as well as capitalism. Like let's face it, he he definitely loves his money. Who doesn't? And, you know, there's a lot of things here that we could just go into. I love the lore. I love it. But that's not why we're here. We're here about Hawk Talk, Ethan Hawk. So let's get into the first part. What are, and we, 
you know, bad news, good news. Let's go bad news first. What are the worst scenes showing Hawk, Ethan Hawk? How about how about you, Al? What what's the the worst scene for you? You know, so this was back in the time where it just felt like every every action movie had to have some type of love interest. And so mm. what I'm going to put as like the worst scene with Ethan Hawke is where he is about to turn into a human again. They're like preparing him up, getting him like ready in the container. And he just like the, the woman's like syncing him up, putting some uh, little, little sticker things on his chest so that they can monitor his, uh, his heart rate when he mm-hmm. becomes a human again. And so they're, they're doing that, but they have to turn it into this like kind of, very brief intimate moment between him where he she's like putting the stickers on him there's there really hasn't been any type of uh sensuality or anything like uh-huh. that between them but he has to like then go put his hand on her on her cheek and it's just like ah they, they, they really didn't need this for the movie it was actually pretty good didn't it didn't need this unnecessary yeah i get it and it's like oh that is a little dumb because yeah we get it vampires have cold bodies um <laughs> And humans have warm, beating hearts. Uh, so I, I, w- I would slightly agree there. Um, for me, to be honest, it's every time he wore a fedora. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just could not pull that off. I, I, I don't know how you felt about it, but he, um, he, he looked great in other pieces. When he put on that fedora, I'm like, ah, take it off. The fedora does look a little funky on him. He's not quite neckbeard levels of fedora, but it's definitely not something that like makes him look better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going with the next uh, section of our um, little mini episode is, is his job believable? Do you see Ethan Hawke as a hematologist? I, I think he could pull off a scientist. I don't know, and I know he's done it in other films, but I don't feel like he did any, like, blood talk to make me think that he's a scientist. Oh, you know, okay. I I guess I, I, was, I was picturing this more from just, like, the, the perspective of, does he look like a hematologist of, like... Does he pull off the look of scrubs? You know, you were just barely talking about, like, he doesn't pull off the fedora. I think he actually does pull off, like, the scrubs and, and looks like a allergy yeah. doctor. Like, he, he <laughs> seems like the type. He's got kind of that, that body type where he's kind of muscular, but he also has, like, a little bit of a, a stomach still. He's not... He's not he like, has an everyday man look, and this is why I think yeah. he will pull off a lot of other roles in other films that we talk about. But, yeah. uh... As for did the movie in general like have a lot of blood talk? They didn't really do that, and so I guess it, that that is the case. But it wasn't. Uh, it was so brief. I I didn't even think about that aspect. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him one hawk for yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, uh, now let's move on to the best. Um, what was the best scene that Ethan Hawke was in? Okay, the best scene... I, actually, I want you to go first, since I did okay. the other one. So, I, I would say there's, there's two parts to this that tie for me. Um, uh, one, 
has to do with like his character and development. Uh, it's like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the movie, he's talking with his boss and uh, he's poured some coffee. And he, I just like that visual of him stirring the blood in the coffee. You can see the, the thickness compared mm -hmm. to the, 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 the lightness of the coffee. coffee right? Yeah. Uh -huh. and, and, and I like that also idea in this world that people are trying to, you know, somewhat be normal of vampires drink coffee. But at the same time, it's, you know, <laughs> really they're there for the blood. Um, so I, I liked that. And, and then in his development, you're seeing that he doesn't want to drink it. He's depriving himself of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, he, he's not big into that. Okay, and then I'll let you go and then I'll tell you my other tied one. Okay. So this one, this is what actually like got me interested in the movie in the first place. It happens early on. They're they're testing their experimental blood serum just to see if they can like see if this would work to uh, help out vampires and whatnot, so that they don't have to just use human blood all the time. So they've got this guy strapped up and they're injecting him with the solution, and the guy just has like the worst reaction ever and mm. just explodes blood everywhere all over, like um, all over Ethan Hawk and, and everybody else. And they just have it as gruesome and there, there shouldn't be that much blood in this dude's mm. head, but they just make it explode anyways. And it's great. Um, so that's like kind of my favorite scene with him in it. Like at that moment, the the guy that they had tested on, and they get him to recover a bit, and he's like, "Ouch!" And then he explodes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like he he does that like big old spew all over the the nurse like very first, and it's just it, it's kind of laughable. Like she doesn't she doesn't seem too phased by it. Like mm -hmm. like maybe this has happened quite a few times in the other tests or something. Yeah. Um. I'd say uh, then my other tide part is with the, and this is a spoiler, um, when we find out that anyone who bites a cured uh, zombie uh, will also cured become vampire. cured vampire, sorry, um, will also become cured. And then this like action scene where all these like guards that are vampires and they just start ripping apart all these other ones that have been cured. Right. And then they become uh, human. They become sacrifice to the next vampire wave. Yes. And I just, I thought that was just a genius idea the first time I ever watched that. And I Honestly, it was, it was really good. Uh, it made me think of like some type of Jesus sacrament type thing. Like, you know, here is my blood and my body, like take it and like, you'll be whole. And, like it just is repeating for everybody. Mm -hmm. And just wave after wave. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So those are our favorite scenes. In the end, would you recommend this? Yes. Yeah. I I think that there are some some terrible aspects of it. It's from that time where there were just like that that piss filter over the over the screen where everything looks a little bit tinted yellow and like ugh looks kind of gross uh 
I don't like that. I think that that's kind of a product of his time. But overall, yes, I actually think that this is some kind of cool vampire lore and actually builds a, a fairly convincing world. Okay, awesome. Okay, so here is the tough question. This came out in 2009. You know, they say um, bacon makes everything better, right? Right. We're going to test the theory. Does Ethan Hawke make everything better? Could you put Ethan Hawke in the films that won an Oscar? And would they have won it with him? You know what I mean? So, example. 2009, Sean Penn won Best Actor for Milk. Do you think if they would have cast Ethan Hawke instead, could he have done a better Milk? I mean, that's a, that's a tough question because I haven't seen Milk. Have you? I have not. Okay, this this one might not be a great question then, because um, I, I really don't under like. Well, I don't know. best supporting actor was Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight. He, <laughs> could could Ethan Hawke have pulled off the Joker? Yeah. Do you at imagine? That t- at, like, are we are we judging him based off of his talents at that time or his talents now? His talents at that time. Oh man. And this this question, you know, I don't know if we're this is a good segment, but this is just my idea. And we might have to test it for some other films other years. You know what? I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he could have done a Joker. I think he, I think he could have. He would have been older than Heath Ledger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because he was probably in his uh, mid thirties at that point. Uh, so, mid to late thirties. So he would have been like an an older Joker. But I, I think he could have done it. Like I, he, he can do a huge range. He can do something, something pretty psycho. I think. I think he could do it. You know, uh, I haven't seen uh, Black Phone, but I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see later on. Before, before yeah. Uh-huh. That see, no, that's what I'm talking about is like his, his role in Black Phone is like mm-hmm. pretty psycho. It is a little bit, you know, it's, it's a different kind of psycho. It's more just this serial kidnapper type dude who just uh-huh. was in, in there. But I think he could channel something similar, tweak it a little bit. He could be a joker. I think he okay. could. Well, I could definitely, I don't know if he would be Heath Ledger, to be honest. Heath Ledger did phenomenal. But he would for sure be Jared Leto in any day. <laughs> of well, yes. I, man. Jared Leto is—he had such promise, is it? Never mind. We're we're gonna go back to Hawk Talk. <laughs> well, best picture was Slumdog Millionaire. Um, I don't think that this movie was better than that, but uh, um, was but what it snubbed? If, what if you put him inside of Slumdog Millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> you could just have him. Playing up like he's some Indian migrant kid who is going through all this, all this hard hardship and strife in life. Yeah, be be the uh, um, Regis Philman to uh... <laughs> right. 
um, no, I don't. I don't think that this movie beats out beats out that one. No. Yeah, okay. Slumdog Millionaire well, well, is pretty good. Theory test in any other films, um, but uh, one last question, I guess. Do you think this film could have a sequel? And if so, what do you think um, a quick idea for a film would be? Yes, I think that there could be a sequel. I think that they leave it off at a at a particular point in it where it feels very hopeful that like, hey, we could we could turn these people back. We can we can mm-hmm. help adjust everybody. That's where the sequel is. You got to like you got to show why it's actually really difficult. Maybe there's some like vampire group that that is going to like kind of come out in in rebellion against that and have some they'll find out that, oh, all the vamps, all the people who have, have been a vampire once were changed back, they will turn us back. And so they figure out some other way. Instead of just, like, trinking everybody, they're uh-huh. going to have to, like, do something else. You're going to ramp up the gore. You're going to make it way more action-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just, like, a couple chase scenes and whatnot, you're going to have, like, larger-scale stuff. So, and- so let me ask this. You know, vampires, they, they, they smell that blood or whatever. What's mm-hmm. going to stop them wanting to just charge those who are cured? I think that's why they got to like set traps and stuff where they're like, they're going to stay a little bit further away so they can't smell it so easily. Or maybe here's the thing. You just put the clothespin on your nose. <laughs> what if, what if, uh, they have like a anti Ethan Hawke uh, hematologist who who wants to um, he wants to keep bring, bring back the disease in a sense <laughs> second round pandemic. Okay, yes, and who we would need somebody who looks a lot like a lot a lot like him. Oh, so so you want him to look exactly like him? Oh, we could do like a Gattaca situation where oh, he's got Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Laws as the uh, the opposing hematologist. Now will be interesting. What is the sequel to <laughs> Gattaca? <laughs> and then the woman doesn't know which one to fall for, fall in love with. Okay, well, this has been a wonderful and eventful uh, episode of Hawk Talk, a mini episode for the movies that move us. We know that Ethan Hawk moves us. We appreciate you guys tuning in, listening. Um, feel free to make suggestions of the next Hawk Talk movie that we that we do, or uh, just rate us and, and give us a, a good rating that you love these episodes, so we'll keep doing more. Yeah, yeah. Please definitely do that. And Ethan Hawk, once again, we love you. <laughs> and come on our show. <laughs> Talk about your favorite scenes and your worst scenes. <laughs> okay. Peace.